Hello everybody and welcome to Greencast. With Paul Byrne now off to pastures new, I'm Ben Cook-Northrop, your new host taking over the reins to guide you through the world of digital marketing and e-commerce. I'm joined today by Ian Lomas and James Wilkins from RP2 Global, which is based in Chelmsford, that right? That's mm -hmm. right. Now we had you both in earlier to discuss the planning and buying of TV advertising with the Greenlight team. So not to miss out an opportunity here at Greencast, uh, we've managed to get you to stick around to inform our listeners at home as well. So James, my first question is a simple one. How do you plan and buy TV advertising? So from a TV perspective, it's quite similar to digital display in many ways, um, in terms of its it's often traded against a cost per thousand model, um, but that TV pricing is really structured against the core set of trading audiences that you might want to buy. They're price dependent on how prevalent that audience is in the market um, based on the measurement from Barb. Um, similar to impression levels in, in digital, we'll set weekly weights of TV and these can be planned to deliver against obviously the core campaign objectives. So we look to a heavy, medium or lightweight campaign, depending on what, what we're looking to achieve. But a key difference for TV compared to digital is that uh, TV, well, digital is usually reconciled and invoiced to the value of a level of delivered impressions, but TV operates on a rolling value position. So if one month is undelivered, rather than only invoicing for that amount, the value is rectified in next month's campaign, so you get a slight over-delivery. If you get an over-delivery in a month and you're on next month, they might balance that out, or if you're finishing, then happy days, you get a few more ratings. With um, similarities to pay media being able to track, target um, and measure campaigns with specific audiences, do you think that we'll see a larger spend with TV advertising moving forward? Potentially. I think it's about more the fusion of classic TV delivery with the buying techniques that can go behind it. Um, you know, TV continues to deliver mass reach with the breadth of audiences that we might be after so it sits at the core of many of those campaigns and it has that ability to drive that emotional level um, but you know it still needs to get those sort of uh, techniques behind it so yeah that could mean that as a one AV approach becomes uh, harnessing more TV within that. So with companies that already have that high digital presence how do you then persuade them to consider digital TV as well? I think that there's the uh, the opportunity to make it relevant for any brand um, because in particular from digital TV, you know, if you're buying, say, VOD programmatically or, um, say, Sky Go, you've got the clickability, so the measurability allows your broadcast, your AV assets to have real, um, you know, real accountability. Um, and then alongside that, there's the opportunity for digital advertisers to then consider, right, well, actually, do I dip my toe into appointment to view programming through just broadcast of VOD rather than necessarily going the whole hog and going into broadcast TV. So for the companies that haven't yet dived into digital TV, would you say it's relevant for all brands? Generally due to the nature of how it's quite broad from a broadcast and you know maybe broadcast of VOD perspective, um, it can have a, an application for, for most advertisers and most audiences. But I think it comes down to the individual brief as to how you'd balance your plan. You know, early upstairs we talked about when we're carving the cash from a comms planning perspective, we look at what the audience does, where the audience is and where we need to be reaching them and therefore the priority of every channel within the plan that we have at our, um, at our disposal. So I think that that would then allow us to say, right, OK, there's an opportunity to try this. You know, as we talked about, we've got clients that might say, well, there's an opportunity to consider a sponsorship opportunity in broadcast because that will build frequency to a specific programme. Um, or for advertisers that are saying that predominantly an online business, well, okay, there's an opportunity here to expand into clickable digital video. 
Are there any industries or brands that you would say do or don't work perfectly for TV advertising? I think there are certain markets that we know that you put broadcast out there until start ringing. Um, it's part of their model, it's part of the makeup of their market, and it's finding ways to use it differently. And that can often be from a, from a creative perspective, um, you know, to find something that will generally, genuinely drive standout. Um, and then there are lots of other categories that may not delve into TV, and it's about, again, finding the right way to, uh, to use tactics and the right message that can sit within a TV ad. You know, we've seen people get it wrong. You know, uh, and massive advertisers get it wrong, like McDonald's doing an ad about, you know, your, dead's, uh, your dad's dead and all that sort of thing. You know, it's, it's kind of, there are ways that it can be done wrong and the sort of creative hooks that you pull on are really, really key to making the platform work because uh, of how it resonates with people. Like we talked upstairs, there's the thing about it pulls on emotional triggers and that emotional trigger could be love, it could be sadness, it could be price, um, or it could be you know, other passion points that you're into. Absolutely. So, Ian, looking at a complete polar opposite of brands such as McDonald's getting it wrong has to be the example of the Adele advert that you guys created. Adele obviously being a huge star, so how did you go about creating something that's both unique but also uh, able to appeal to a wide audience? Look, I think the most important thing about that was to consider what the challenge was, which was basically to launch a single called Hello and then to actually hopefully help her to actually get some pre-orders of the new album. And that was kind of the open brief. Now, how do you do that with television? Well, as you rightly say, it's really difficult to do something quite individual and unique with a very broadcast medium. What, what we came up with at the end of the day was something very unique as an answer, which is to utilise a 30-second ad, but a 30-second black and white ad with no sound until the very end, um, or no pictures. And it was therefore, creative treatment was very much part of the of the exercise. The interesting thing was to be able to then place that in a market that was very, very cluttered. And the choice was where do we put that where we're going to get most impact. And what we worked on was how do we do that in an environment that was most key? Well, we came up with, of course, the X Factor. Brilliant opportunity in a market on a Saturday night. The biggest broadcaster in the UK helped us out. ITV were fantastic. They helped us do that. Bear in mind we were doing this totally confidentially. So no one was to know about what it was. We were booking the ads, which we did in other markets after this, without any details of who it was for, because it was incredibly confidential. And we had people working with, with us to do it. What the impact was at the end of the day was an enormous success. Quite clearly, there was huge pickup from that just single ad alone. And not only did she see huge success with YouTube views, she also saw massive success with the sales of the album as well. More importantly than that is we took that model and we used exactly the same model across a number of markets globally. In fact, even, throughout, even through to Down Under, because we did exactly the same exercise in Australia and exactly the same effect. And um, for me, as a guy who's worked internationally before and across the broadcast arena, it's difficult to take something that was so unique in the UK marketplace and then transfer that into different markets. Yet we did exactly that and it worked. So James, how do you then measure the success of a TV campaign? We were able to fuse quite old school now, sort of attribution modelling with their response analysis tools um, and, and the way that they've always helped TV uh, justify itself along with, you know, again, quite old school measurements of econometrics alongside digital metrics that are really, really key and brand metrics. So the, the fusion of all those things can come together and help clients get a, paint a really clear picture as to how well things are happening. Um, because like we said with regards to Adele, measurements of success are something completely different. 
understanding that she got like 300 million views on YouTube, that to her record label will in the long term translate into album sales. They know that um, because that model shifted that way. But it's about making sure we have the right metrics in place for the right client, for the right campaign. Really interesting, guys. Thank you so much for coming down today. And thanks to everyone for listening. I've been your host, Ben. Until next time, goodbye.